Welcome to the Multi-Purpose Room, a podcast helping school organizations and school administrations achieve their goals. Each episode discusses real-life topics that PTAs, PTOs, and school staff are dealing with. Our hosts and guests offer practical tips, learnings, and best practices to achieve their desired outcomes. Here are your hosts, Wesley and Deborah Job. I have recently had the opportunity to become a lot more involved with our district school board on various projects. And then as part of my day job, I regularly speak to PTA leaders and school board members from across the country. And what's occurred to me in these experiences is how PTA leaders are often not very involved at the school board level even though there are many opportunities for them to be involved. And so I thought I'd put together this episode of the things I've learned from other PTA leaders and my own experiences and share some tips on why to get more involved with the school board, what the school board does, and how you can meet your PTA's mission of advocating for your children by being more involved at the school board level. So let's start with why this matters. As a PTA leader, you're typically focused on your individual school. And so sometimes the things that the board is doing at the district level and even beyond seem really unrelated and not impacting the day-to-day running of your school and the children therein. However, as a PTA leader, not only is your mission focused on advocating for the children, but in that mission, you speak to a lot of school community members and you get the questions from the school community. You often are communicating about changes to the school. And so those kinds of things are impacted by what the school board is doing. Similarly, you may have interactions with teachers or principals at your school where they're asking you for feedback to share the school community's view on X, Y, or Z. And understanding the bigger picture of why they're asking for that feedback can often relate to what the school board is doing. So what do the school boards do? Well, in their simplest form, they're a steering committee and watchdog over a school or a school district. For private institutions, boards tend to be appointed, potentially elected, and they work directly with the school principal. Depending on the size of the private school district, if you will, a private school board may be focused on just an individual school, or it may be broader and service an umbrella set of schools. For public institutions, School board members are locally elected public officials entrusted with governing a community's public schools. The role of that school board is to ensure that the school districts are responsive to the values, beliefs, and priorities of their communities. Regardless of the setting, boards tend to fulfill five major responsibilities. So setting the direction, establishing an effective and efficient structure, providing support, ensuring accountability, and providing community leadership as advocates for children, the school district, and the school. As you can see by that last point, they are very aligned with PTAs. The first point in setting the direction also has impact on the school and the PTA. More specifically, the types of impact that school boards tend to have 
responsible for hiring the superintendent and negotiating with teachers. So the teachers at your school are impacted by school district decisions. The school board is also accountable for the district budget. And so where there are needs to make budget cuts, they will be looking at different programs across the school district, and that may impact programs at your schools. Some example are arts programs or opt-in programs that your school may be supporting. So now that we've talked about why school boards matter and, and what they do generally, what about how you as a PTA leader should interact with the school board? Well, first and foremost, I think just getting an understanding of what's going on at the school board level in your district is important. You can do that by having one of your PTA board members attend the school board meetings. For public schools, they are public meetings. Now, there are some private elements to the meeting where there are things that cannot be shared with the public. Litigation that's ongoing is a good example. That may happen. The discussion around that may happen behind closed doors. But the bulk of the meetings are public meetings that anybody, including PTA leaders, can attend. There are also minutes taken at those meetings, and then those minutes are shared out publicly. So if you can't attend a meeting, getting the minutes is always helpful. But attending the meeting and hearing the different questions the board members are asking and the different topics they're discussing can really help you get an understanding of what are they focused on. Just as an example, if on every agenda item there's one board member who keeps asking a question about what is the cost impact there? Well, that person is likely budget focused and has reasons for asking that they're trying to balance the budget. They know they need to cut on the budget, etc. You get the point, but you can then understand that that board member is really budget focused, whereas another board member may be asking about equity and that board member may be more focused on equity. So you can get an understanding of what different board members are focused on and what kinds of things the board as a whole cares about when making decisions. The second way that PTA parents should interact is by understanding the board's goals. So in most areas, the board sets goals for a one or maybe a three-year period, and then they hold themselves and the superintendent and therefore the principals accountable for meeting those goals. So understanding what those goals are. If those goals are not easily publicly available, in other words, you have to hunt through meeting minutes to get to them, Go straight to your principal or superintendent instead and ask for those. With those goals, you'll get an understanding of what changes your school may make in order to meet those goals. Once you've seen those goals, if it isn't evident what changes may occur, you can meet with your principal and talk about what is your school doing to meet those goals. Having all of this background information, the meeting minutes and those goals, will help you foresee any changes going on in the future and then help you answer any parent questions, as well as not make decisions that run counter to those goals. It also allows you to advocate for different goals the next time around. And so that's the other final way and the most important way for PTA leaders 
to interact with the board is by speaking up at any board meeting or in between board meetings on any changes that may impact your school community in a way that you don't think improves the lives of the children in that school. That could be anything from rezoning school lines. It could be cutting or changing an arts program. It could be changing class sizes. It could be changing the calendar. Whatever it is, knowing when that's coming up by looking at the meeting minutes, which are published before the public meetings, and speaking up at those meetings is really important. I'll talk a little more about that in just a minute. So getting that background information by attending the meetings or reading the meeting minutes, getting the goals and understanding those goals, and then speaking up when there's anything that will impact your school are the three main ways that PTA leaders can get involved. If it sounds cumbersome, because I know I just went through a lot, it actually is not too bad. So the meetings are sometimes monthly, sometimes they're every second month. They may last an hour or a couple of hours. In these days, they can be virtual or they might be in person. But if you're rotating attendance through different members of your PTA or PTO board, or if you create a position of somebody who can attend or can read the minutes, you're sharing the work across people or just putting it on one person whose sole role is that. The additional time burden is not so cumbersome. In addition, it saves you time when you're having to figure out why a parent is asking you this question and when any changes come down of understanding the background of those changes. So in the long run, it actually pays off. If you have to prioritize, however, I would say just reading the meeting minutes for upcoming meetings and see if they, seeing if there are any relevant agenda items to your school would be the the number one priority. Let's say you end up in that scenario where there is an agenda item that pertains to your school. How do you interact? Well, as I mentioned, the meetings are public and they have a public comments section. Now, if you're in a private institution, the meetings may not be public and you may not get the agendas published. So in that case, work with your school principal to figure out how you can get a heads up of what the, th the board is considering. And then you may have to write letters or um, communicate in some way outside of a meeting. But in the public setting, you see an agenda item. And then what you can do is either you yourself or you and other community members can come and you can make public comment. There's usually a section at the beginning or early on in the agenda of the meeting where the board asks for public comment. And you can state that you're making public comment related to agenda item number four, for example, and then you can share your commentary. Be aware that commentary is usually time limited. It could be a minute, it could be three minutes. Uh, it will usually say in the agenda. And so make sure your statement meets that time criteria. And second, it's open to anybody, so you can and should encourage other community members to join you, having many voices there with different perspectives or reinforcing the same perspective can really help to educate the board. And so that is the best way to advocate for the children in your school 
so that the changes that the board makes are well informed with the perspective from your school community. Outside of those meetings, you can also contact board members. They are publicly elected officials. Many board members I speak to wish that parents would reach out and share the perspective of the community because sometimes they're making decisions without being confident that they know the full perspective of the community. You can email, you can call, whatever method is most comfortable to you. In those communications, keep in mind the perspective of that particular board member. So if you've had the opportunity to attend the meetings and you know that one particular board member is budget-focused, for example, make sure that you can share your perspective on the budget impact on what you're advocating for. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't call that board member if what you're asking for is more expensive. It just means that you should be prepared to tell them why the expense is worth it from your perspective. Once you've shared out the perspective of your community and your students in public comment or outside of the meeting, you can attend only that section of the meeting if you want and hear what the final vote is on any given topic and then you're able to communicate it out to your school either in partnership with your principal or follow on any principal or superintendent communication with your own communication and answer any parent questions. I will say Board members, the superintendent, the principal are all typically open to phone calls or emails from the community. So if there's ever anything that you um, want to dig in deeper on, you can start with your principal or a particular board member if it's based on something they said in a meeting and just follow up and make sure you have a good understanding there. In terms of the board, the board is that public body in a public institution or private body in a private institution that sets the direction for the school or the school district. As a PTA leader, that direction will influence the day-to-day -day operations of your school. Although the link may not be evident in the moment, there is a link on the decisions that are made at your school level and when you get questions about those, understanding board decisions can be really helpful. In addition, reaching out to the board to advocate for your community is critically important when the board is making big decisions that can impact your specific school. As a PTA leader, you can reach out to board members, you can make public comment, and you can also attend meetings or read the meeting minutes afterwards. I hope that this was helpful in figuring out how to interact with your school board, as well as a little more about what school boards do. We'll see you next time. Make sure to visit our website at themultipurposeroom.school to subscribe to this show. If you like the topics on this show, we share additional resources on our company blog at www.k12clothing.com. We'll see you next week in the multi-purpose room.